Welcome to Texans All Access, brought to you in part by Red Diamond, the preferred coffee and iced tea of the Houston Texans. Here's the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. It's a short week, but not a short show. Texans All Access, we've got a lot to get to as we get ready for Thanksgiving Day in Detroit, less than 48 hours away. Welcome back. I've got Drew Doherty. I've got Mark Vandermeer, myself, TP City. We're going to chat about Sunday's win because we don't have a lot of time to process that win over the Patriots. We quickly <laughs> turn the page to the Lions. Now, for the Lions, it's probably a, a great week because they were shut out on Sunday, so they don't have to focus on their Sunday game and they can turn the page. But you know what? We're going to try to get it all done in this one quick hour of Texans All Access. Welcome back, guys. Hey, how are you? It's uh, it's great to be here. And yes, uh, you, you know, you said we don't have a lot of time. And I was I thought you were going to say we don't have a lot of wins, you know, so we have to focus on the win because of that. And that's true, too. That's it's true. only win number three of the year and by far the best one, because it's not like you beat a juggernaut Patriot team. But man, after they beat the Jets, which is not exactly the biggest accomplishment in the world, but after they took care of the Ravens and stopped the Ravens offense, I mean, they held them to 17 points. I know on a bad weather night. I thought that the Patriots were coming in here with momentum and they're, they were going to be Patriot-like. They were going to come in here and be extremely tough to beat. Not that they weren't, but I really thought this is going to be a tall order today because they're about to turn into New England on a roll, but they didn't. And the Texans stopped it. I think you have to give the Texans a ton of credit for that. They handled it well, and it was a very nice win. You just look at that win in a capsule, that win in a box. That was a nice victory. I'm like you, Mark. I thought... Before, you know, before Sunday, I was like, this is not going to be good. They are rolling. They've kind of figured it out. They're going to start to take off here. And then driving into the stadium Sunday morning, I'm on the South Loop and I had a major blowout. My rear right tire just totally blew up. And so I immediately started thinking, this is going to be horrible. Because last year when the Texans went to Baltimore, my sunglasses broke. And then the Ravens just like (laughs) cratered on the Texans. I was like, this is going to be an awful day. It wasn't, so uh, it all worked out. Good things. My mother from India would say, Drew, that your tire blew out so that all, that you would absorb all the bad luck of the day and the Texans would leave unscathed from that game against the Patriots. So it, oh. was, it was foreboding a win for the Texans because they already got all – we got all of our bad luck out of the way with your flat. With your flat all right, game. so if somebody has a lot of joy, DP, that means they've absorbed all the joy and now we can't have joy in other areas? <laughs> does that – does the opposite apply according no, to her? No, if, if you have a lot of joy, then you just have to be aware of the evil eye because other people may look at you and their jealousy and they may try mm. to take some of that away from you. So you got to do other good things to sort of balance it. you got to do good in the community you got to give back you've got to you got to do something so people don't see that as a threat to their happiness they're just you know they're just wishing good karma on you there's a lot of rules to this you see yeah it sounds like she would also burn red peppers but that's a whole (laughs) other podcast (laughs) i'll I'll do it if it's gonna help if it's gonna help the texans finish nine and seven i'll burn a lot of red peppers (laughs) let's let's not invite that into our lives mark let me just okay just leave that at that (laughs) Three and seven. Yeah, you're right, Mark. Not a lot of wins, but they're facing a Lions team that's only four and six. They could have moved to 500 last week um, against the Panthers. And it looked like the momentum was actually on their side because the Panthers had all their, um, they had all these injuries. Teddy Bridgewater was out. They're going to go up, go against PJ Walker. We remember PJ Walker with the XFL Mm -hmm. first NFL start. And not only do they lose, they get shut out. So I don't know what is the opposite of fat and happy mark because that's what the lions are going to be on Thanksgiving day. They're going to be starving and emaciated and miserable, <laughs> emaciated and miserable is the opposite of fat and happy because that's, that's them desperate for victory, desperate for victory. You know, they, um, I talked to some people up there. I know you, you two have as well. Uh, the, the thing about them is they have had so much failure up there. Uh, it's not Jacksonville. They've had more success than them. Although Jacksonville did go to an AFC championship game in 2017, but the relation, as I suspected, uh, you know, from the outside looking in Matthew Stafford is so highly regarded and look, he's a very talented quarterback, 
but the ta- the city of Detroit, the Lion fan base, uh, the honeymoon is is so far from over. I mean, so far behind them, I should say. And they're just they're kind of ready to move on with this current coaching regime, which is in year four right now and really not doing the job. And I hate to say that about anybody, but it's true. Uh, they're not getting the results they need. I mean, they were in position to turn the corner last week and failed to do so. And their fan base is livid. They're playing P.J. Walker. Yes, Stafford has the thumb. Yes, Swift can't play. But they felt like their fans felt like they should have won that football game and been in good position for the Thanksgiving affair, but they're not. Yeah, I mean, yesterday, Matt Patricia had his day after press conference, and midway through, he was having to answer questions about his job security. Never a good sign. Never, you know you are in a bad situation when your head coach is having to answer those questions. It's still only November, and it's, I mean, it's looking ripe for a Texans win. You know, just the way things are going for the Texans. The offense is going to be playing again indoors. It is on a roll, really. You know, they didn't score a lot against Cleveland, but they still moved the ball, a 13-play drive, a 14-play drive. You know, they, so they, they were still moving the ball even though they didn't score last week. You take that game out, they've been putting up points. Like, in the defense, I mean, the defense has been out to lunch, you know, for most of the season. And then in the last two weeks combined, they've given up 30 points. So, I mean, they're kind of coming together, so to speak. And, you know, if you had trouble against P.J. Walker – you know, you're taking a big step up against Deshaun Watson. I feel very, very confident about this. And it's really scaring me, DP, after hearing what yes. your, your grandmother said earlier in the show. My mother, yes. <laughs> your mother, I'm sorry, your mother, your mother. <laughs> yes, no, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And we'll get into this matchup because I think both of you bring up a, an excellent point. This is a big must-win game, really for Matt Patricia, because I feel like th- they could be on the cusp, this Lions team, of of some major changes if they can't pull out a win on Thursday against the Texans. Meanwhile, the Texans are on a roll, but... We'll get into more of that matchup first. Let's get to some of our hot reads presented by Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Well, the Texans practice today. Left tackle Laramie Tunsil, who missed Sunday's game, was back in the building today. Romeo Cornell is hoping that Tunsil can travel with the team to Detroit on Thursday. Uh, That's to be determined because Tunsil... Did not participate, neither did Randall Cobb in Monday's walkthrough, but it's really going to depend on how this week goes, whether or not Tunsil can return for Thursday's game. If he can't, I mean, Roderick Johnson did a, a, did a pretty good job of holding it down at left tackle. Now, you never want to be without your starting left tackle, but, I mean, that's definitely going to be something to watch for this week. I thought it was really notable that they allowed no sacks. Now, they couldn't run the ball, okay, but there's a lot that goes into that. There are no excuses. Uh, however, Tim Kelly was telling Johnny – and me on the coaches show. I hate saying Johnny and me because I know if I say Johnny and I, there really needs to be a verb after that, but it never sounds right to me. But he was telling us on the coaches show on Monday that, hey, yeah, I know the running game's not going well. It's not going as well as we want, but the RPOs and everything else we do off the running game or play action is because of the running game. In other words, they can't abandon the run. And I was listening to Lopez and Landry, and I think they had difficulty with the concept because here's the deal. Even if you're only getting a yard, per carry well they're stopping you from that yard and they're gearing up to stop you so if you play fake maybe a linebacker bites because he's like oh i'm going to stop another run well now you got a tight end open and with an rpo i know a little bit more goes into that but it doesn't mean they necessarily respect the run they think it's good but respect is another type of context here which is they need to play the run because if they stop playing the run maybe you can start running it so the whole thing is a mix and i think that they're finding some success some of their passing game success is based on the fact that they still try to run it not a ton on um, on Sunday but they still tried they're only what was it a handful of carries with the backs in the second half I like it that they're passing more than running right now but as Tim Kelly said some of the passes are still there in play action or RPOs because they do have a running game or they do have the thought of a running game the attempt at a running game yeah who cares if they run it I was going to say that seems different from kind of what Romeo Cornell said. And maybe I misunderstood or or misinterpreted Mm -hmm. what he was saying, but he was saying, if the passing game is working, we're going to go with the passing game. If the running game is working, (laughs) we're going to go with the running game. If both are working, we're going to go with both. So I took that as, okay, so if the running game isn't working, we're just going to pass. We're going to (laughs) go. I mean, I was interpreting the rest, but I was like, oh, so empty backfield, you just line everybody up and just throw the ball like over and over and over again. Why would that not work? Threat will be there, but I mean, who cares if they run it? you know, X amount of times now, if you, if you do what you did on Sunday, 
That's right. outstanding. I mean, they were he spread the ball around in nine different receivers. There were times when Kiki QT would catch a pass for like four yards. Well, or ProSize caught a pass for four yards. That's as good as like a sweep to the right. John Harris and mm-hmm. I were talking about it on our In the Lab podcast. Who gives a rip whether they run it or not because you are throwing the ball so effectively. I mean, you're spreading it around. Look at the, the explosive plays the other day. You had Cooks with two more catches of 20 yards or more. He's had 11 on the season. Fuller's up there with eight. I mean, they are popping them deep. It's so much fun to watch this offense. And if they can't run the ball with the running backs, there's no need to force the square peg into the round hole or the round peg into the square hole. Let's just keep rolling with, your, with what you're doing. Because if you have a back there, back there, they've got to respect it. But that's about it. That's all you got to worry about. And then, like Mark was saying, a little bit later on, you're going to be able to start getting these runs because they're going to back off and just not respect that run at all. You know what I like? And here's a little quick poll. What formation excites you the most? Never mind the play that follows, but when they line up like this, you're most excited. For me, it's empty backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's Deshaun all alone in the backfield because I think something magical could happen here. He could throw a great pass. He could he could design a play on the fly. He could do something miraculous. Yeah, it might not work, but those formations excite me. And I think for the defense, those are the scariest ones. Uh-oh, we don't know what's going to happen here. If we send extra people, maybe he can get rid of the ball quickly, or maybe he escapes and it's Katie bar the door for our defense. I think empty backfield, and whenever you say the word bunch formation, Mark, I hear bunch <laughs> formation, I'm like, something good's about to happen. I don't know why. I just feel like yeah. that. those are always the most exciting plays to watch. Hey, yeah. how refreshing was it to see Kiki QT and what his effect was on the offense? I mean, he caught the touchdown. He was – returning some punts and he did a fine job there. I mean, he was actually contributing and he looked happy and he, he was, mm-hmm. the offense was really humming along. I think that was a big deal that he was in there that he was able to, to, to contribute the way he did. Don't you guys? Well, Andre, you know, had a press conference during the game basically where he, I mean, I'm being funny here, but he said that, you know, if you put a player in the doghouse, he gets that, you know, a player makes a mistake or whatever, a little doghouse action, but you got to take him out of the doghouse, right? And and his point was he feels like Kiki's been in there way too long and that Kiki can play. And look, they know more about Kiki than anybody because they're with him every day. But the point is, clearly, you got some results out of Kiki. There's ability there in Kiki. And I know the fumbles have been a bit of an issue. I mean, there have been a couple of instances, uh, but he needs the reps. And you know what Kiki needed this year, like a lot of guys did preseason. And you didn't get it. And that's not an excuse because it's a it's an even playing field. But it needed to be tilted in Kiki's direction and a few other guys to have a preseason. Kahale wearing to have those reps in those games and whatever joint practices you would have gotten where you could have proven yourself and honed your craft a little bit and not had it where one mistake's going to kill you and send you to the sideline for a few weeks. So it was really refreshing, like you said, Drew. I wrote a story about it on HoustonTexans.com because I really thought that the comments of Romeo after the game were just so telling and you know he brought him up on his own I think I, the, I forget what the question was about but on his own you know n- nobody really asks about Kiki QT anymore because you're sort of conditioned you get the same response that you know he's doing yeah. a good job he's trying to work his way on the field it's just really hard we got a talented group of wide receivers but on his own Romeo Cornell said you know he was really proud of of Kiki just sticking with it and and being persistent and coming to work every day and putting in the work and then he was asked about him again yesterday and Romeo said you know I, I told him on the sideline like your your opportunity is coming you've just got to make the most of it and and I feel like you know that probably gave QT the confidence that he needed he caught that touchdown pass you know I feel like the tide could could turn for him and you know it's it's funny because the rest of us had seen it when he was a rookie in OTAs and in training camp like do you remember us talking about the ball never hit the ground when QT would catch it yeah. in rookie minicamp and OTAs. And it's, you know, people laugh at that because they've seen the quite the opposite when in game situations with him fumbling or dropping or, you know, not, but you know, it, that's just not who we saw him to be. And I feel like maybe this is, he kind of is going to come out the other side now and get back to the Kiki QT we saw, at least I hope so. I hope this is sort of the beginning of his journey now moving forward. You bring that up DP. It's a really good point because think about what happened. The last game that the Texans played from the 18 season was that playoff loss. And it was ugly. You know, they fell to the Colts. There was just, it it was an almost lifeless performance, except for QT. He had double digit catches. He had a hundred yards. He had the only touchdown in the game. And then 
you go into that offseason, that OTA period, he was kind of the he was like the elder statesman of receivers because the veterans on that in that group were not practicing for whatever reason. Fuller was rehabbing. Hopkins right. was kind of dinged up. So Kiki was kind of getting guys in, in formation. Get, he was sort of organizing and getting them in the right spots. And like you said, he wasn't dropping the ball at all. And then it just, the injury at Green Bay, I mean, that kind of, from that point on, it was, it's been tough for him. And he really has struggled, you know, since that August of 2019. Yeah. To see him get out there, maybe this is a sign of things to come because he's still under contract for next year. I mean, when, they, when, when the offense moves like that, when he plays like that, He's clearly an important piece to it. You know, the funny thing is, all right, so he fumbles earlier this year, and then he's gone for a while. And I just think, you know, it's funny with Bill O'Brien because I'll always stick up for the wins. You know, I, I love winning seasons. I love going to the playoffs. Believe me, I love going to the playoffs. Please get us back there sooner rather than later. Uh, but maybe, and I think I'm being fair in saying this, that Kiki needs a different kind of coach, maybe, mm-hmm. a different kind of, of tutelage. Uh, you know, and some guys, and I'm not saying Bill was incapable of this. Uh, who knows? I mean, maybe it was done perfectly fine. But, but to me, like sometimes different guys need to be treated a certain way, and maybe that's it. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm just purely hypothesizing here. But I would love to see it work out for him. And just like last hour, we talked about Kahale wearing, and I think Cecil or somebody brought it up. How look, this is a draft pick, and even though the tight end group is performing well right now, it's Pharaoh Brown being the third guy and Fells and Aikens. Aikens, my gosh. I mean, he's got Pro Bowl potential. There's no doubt about it. He's playing like one right now if he got the ball more. They just have so many different guys. Drew just brought up nine different pass catchers. But with Kahale wearing, it's a third-round pick. And as an organization, no matter who's taking over, you kind of want to know what you have in this third-round third pick from a couple of years ago. That's a heck of an investment you made into Kahale wearing. So you'd like to know what you've got there. Let's see. And, and similar situation with QT. I know he's longer into his NFL tenure here. I mean, you got 18, 19, 20. So next year will be year four for QT. But again, it's nice to see what you've got in him, even though you have a lot of pass catchers here. All right. Our next hot read that actually brings us to our next hot read. The Texans activated tight end Kahali Wearing to the 53-man roster on Monday. His 21-day practice window was nearing its end. The former water polo standout and second-year player, he's been on IR since right after the week one game at Kansas City. Romeo Cornell was asked about him today. He said he expects some special team snaps and maybe a few offensive plays for wearing, but it's going to be a bit of an uphill climb with three tight ends performing at such a high level ahead of him. But I thought Cecil did a great job of explaining the fact that, you know, you, you want to see what you have in these young guys and these young draft picks. And you only have a handful of games left to sort of see what Kahali can do for you. Yeah, and I think Kahali's different than the other guys. There's no doubt. He's around 250, a little higher than that, 250 and change. And so so he's the smallest guy <laughs> at 250. He's the smallest guy in the group. Uh, I forget where Aikens checks in at, but it just doesn't – it feels like uh, wearing is not exactly the, the girth of, of Aikens. But wearing can run. And wearing, I think, has twitch and a lot of ability. The question is, what about the playbook? Cecil talked about – how difficult it was to absorb this offense as a veteran who's been in multiple offenses in Jacksonville, and he's a smart guy. When Ryan Fitzpatrick got here in 2014, I was having dinner at a Texans event and sat with him, so I got to pick his brain a little bit, and he had been in a ton of offenses by then, and he went to Harvard, and he said, this is by far the most complicated offense I've been in. So that gets that lets you know how tough it is. So imagine what it is for the rookies or a guy like Waring who really hasn't played a lot of football anyway. So uh, this is going to be difficult, but we all want to see what he can do. And I'm not saying these games are throwaways, but you get him a rep or two or three or whatever, and things work out. Maybe you've got something and it would be nice to know going into 2021. Yeah, all right, not to I'm- harp on green Bay or anything, but kind of like Kiki having that, yeah. that rough thing. I mean, we'd seen really good stuff from, from wearing in his rookie mini camp in 19 and then into you know, part of training camp. And then he goes to training camp in the practice in Green Bay. He kind of torches their secondary, the Packers secondary on, on one day. And then he gets knocked out and he's kind of done for the season after that. You don't, you don't get to see much of him afterwards. And so he's, you know, Green Bay kind of had a, a, a negative effect on those two. It's, it's really weird. You go back to, to that little week of work in, in, the, in Wisconsin. So my weekly Corona complaint, Remember what it was like when we didn't have coronavirus and you could actually stand <laughs> no, next hardly. to another you I could can't. stand next to another person and yeah. not wear a mask and just have a conversation and nobody cared and it was fine or somebody would have the flu like oh you have the flu go lie down you know it wasn't like oh my gosh everybody quarantined for 14 days <laughs> anyway sorry go ahead 
All right, well, one more hot read. Uh, the identical twin safeties, A.J. Moore for the Texans and C.J. Moore for the Lions, they're going to play each other for the first time as NFL players on Thursday. So at least they can spend their Thanksgiving together, even though it is on the field and not at a dinner table. Uh, the two haven't really seen each other since their off-season training in Mississippi. And <clears throat> I have an, uh, a really fun game that I did with uh, my counterpart at the Lions, Tori Petri. We played a game of Know Your Bro. Certainly, we did not invent it. We stole it from Jimmy Fallon and countless other people but we had a good time getting to know AJ and CJ and the two they didn't even know I guess no one told them that their brother was on the call so they get on the zoom and AJ puts on his you know mic and everything and he looks up and he said oh, CJ's on this call like he was he just saw the lion's backdrop uh... and I thought that was really cute because they actually talked they FaceTime each other and play video games every single night but they were just so excited to do a joint interview and uh, I'm really happy for them because I think it's one of those storylines that maybe in a regular game you wouldn't talk about as much, but because it's Thanksgiving and they're identical twins and they've, they've never played each other, um, it's, it's going to be a really special day for them. It's such a fascinating story. I mean, you know, and then they're such a talented family because it's not just them. Their cousin is Cornell Armstrong. That's right. He's a Texan as well. And on Sunday, I don't know if this was his first NFL tackle or what, but it's his first tackle in a long time. That guy, uh, I can't remember the, the, re the returner for the, the Patriots, but he stepped out of bounds and then came back in and basically at the 109-yard line returned it. And the Texans stopped him at like the 20, so it wasn't a good return. Mm -hmm. But Cornell Armstrong was a guy that had that tackle there. And you could hear A.J. Moore on the broadcast going crazy and <laughs> you know, like out of excitement for him. But the three of those guys, like you were mentioned, they worked out a little bit in Mississippi. They were living together here in Houston as well and working out totally you know, together in the, in the, in the offseason because, hey, they're, they're all family and they're related to each mm -hmm. other. But it's such a fascinating story. You know, his brother was, is a year behind him, essentially, college-wise, because he had an injury and could redshirt again. So he stayed the extra year at Ole Miss while AJ came here and led the, you know, the Texans special teams tackles as an undrafted rookie. So then CJ latches on as an undrafted rookie and he's kind of doing a lot of the same things AJ did he's a very valuable guy for them on special teams it's such a cool thing to see and those guys can play I mean AJ Moore has been one of the most valuable players that you don't know much about that the fan base doesn't hear much about Texans made him a captain before the start of the season so it's really fun to see and you know I, I can't wait to see what happens and you know hopefully they'll one or both of them are mic'd up by the NFL films crew uh this Sunday and I was going to say, you haven't heard about him, AJ, much this year because he was on IR. He yeah. got hurt after that week three game at Pittsburgh, missed five games. And I remember thinking, gosh, I know he was really excited about this Thanksgiving Day game against his brother. He's not going to even get to play him. And then sure enough, he comes off uh, off of IR. He plays in Sunday's game against the Patriots. I think he was he was actually off of IR two weeks ago, but was inactive. So, And here he comes for Thursday's game coming off a win. And, and I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for him. He has mm -hmm. led special teams uh, in tackles both years, but, you know, he's actually taken some snaps on defense too at safety and really contributing. Yeah. Look, how many brothers are in the NFL when you look at, I mean, we just had the McCordys uh, with the new England Patriots, you know, earlier this year, we had the Watt brother reunion in Pittsburgh. I mean, there are too many to name really. And then over the years, you look at the barbers and so many others. I just, I think it's special. Uh, and identical twins, there's just something special about that. So, yeah, very good Thanksgiving story. Uh, it's funny because uh, this will air tomorrow night, but I was talking to a uh, uh, Detroit media guy who works for the Michigan Sports Network, and he said, because I said, this is a real special game in Detroit, isn't it, for Thanksgiving? He goes, I know everyone around the nation every Thanksgiving wonders, what is Detroit doing on my television? <laughs> it is, <laughs> but it is special to us. What are the Lions doing on my TV again? And Oh, boy. I don't care because we get to play on Thanksgiving Day. I wish it was under different circumstances and they had a halftime show and the crowd and all that. But you know what? I'll take it. I hope the Texans get a big win because that means they'll get invited back to play another Thanksgiving Day game, whether it's the Lions or the Cowboys or anybody else. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. But speaking I'm going to miss things, the parade. Yeah. I'm the missing the parade too, darn it. I mean, I love the parade and they're not going to do it, right? They can't do it. It's New York. It's all locked can. in. I don't think they can, but you know what? They're doing the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. Probably no fans. Wait, wait, wait. That's what I'm talking about. The Macy's Oh, I thought you are talking about the, the uh, They're doing Detroit it? parade that you were super excited about. Last uh, yeah, I, was... I heard, 
I mean, I am not here to deliver pop mm -hmm. news, you know, but the last I heard they were still going to do it, but just not have people. They were just going to have floats and probably the people holding the floats would wear masks. Oh my Unless gosh. that's changed well, in New York because things have changed in New York several times over the course of the last few months. Better, better than nothing as long as they have. I was talking about New York because it's just basically the TV experience of Thanksgiving. You know, everything's <laughs> virtual these days anyway. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we're going to talk more about Thanksgiving because I'm going to have you guys construct your perfect Thanksgiving plate of player performances. And I will explain when we come back. We're going to get more into Thursday's game as well as Talk about what we're thankful for from Sunday's win against the Patriots. That's all coming up on Tech Texans All Access. Don't go anywhere. Can't get enough Texans radio? We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on HoustonTexans.com. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. My name is Dean Grant of Resolute Oil. We were poised for significant growth in 2020. When the pandemic hit, it stopped us in our tracks, derailed us. We spoke with Amogee right away because we believed in Amogee and believed that they would come up with the best solution available. Without Amogee Bank, we would not be in business today. They make you feel, they make you feel important. We're, we're an Amogee Bank customer for life. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. If you're sick, why wait to see a doctor when Houston Methodist can see you today? Or drive to urgent care when virtual urgent care is available on your phone. And with online check-in, anywhere can be your waiting room. So everything can happen on your schedule. Download the Houston Methodist app today and experience an easier way to access the care you need. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Today tastes like game day at home, like assigned couch seating. <laughs> tastes like coffee table dining and an ice-cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. Today tastes like watching football is supposed to, and it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola, together tastes better. This is Texans Radio. Saltgrass Steakhouse is the place for a great steak. Why? Because they only serve the best certified Angus beef. A saltgrass steak is unmatched, unrivaled, and unbeatable when it comes to flavor. Each tender steak is seasoned with a perfect blend of seven spices, grilled over an open flame and topped with seasoned steak butter. Taste the certified Angus beef difference today at Saltgrass Steakhouse. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston. Witness the Big 12 take on the SEC at the 2020 Texas Bowl, Thursday, December 31st at NRG Stadium. Don't miss your chance to be a part of a college bowl season unlike any other. Sign up for the wait list at www.thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. At Brookside Equipment Sales, equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere, and we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com. At Brookside Equipment Sales. 
We're tough enough to cut it. Hey, Texans fans, you are lucky dogs because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best-tasting small-batch pecan-smoked hot dog only available at NRG Stadium. That's right, Home Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Home Smokehouse pecan. A Home Smokehouse pecan. Home... Hey, Texans fans, head on over to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest and most spacious gaming floor in southwest Louisiana. With wide open spaces to play all of your favorite slots and table games, live bingo, off-track betting, and poker. Plus, beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and Casati Pines, the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Cachada is the largest casino resort in Louisiana and Louisiana's best bet. Located in Kinder, Louisiana, just east of Lake Charles. Take I-10, exit 44 to Kinder. For more information, visit ccrla.com. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 1030 or after the late local news on ABC 13. Welcome back, Texans All Access on a Tuesday on a very short week, as Mark would call it. This might be game day Thursday. Yes. Is Tuesday really Thursday this week, Mark? Did I do No, that? it's game day Friday. Friday. This is oh, Friday night. Because the, the team is traveling tomorrow on my uh-huh. back. Actually, game day Friday, Tuesday for the rest of you listening. And you know what? It's Thanksgiving week. So I was like, I love talking about Thanksgiving. We've been talking about food for the last hour with Cecil. <laughs> Actually, for the whole month. I think every time yes. a player's been on, we've talked about food. So I thought, I would like for you guys, because it was a big win against the Patriots. Texans did a lot of things really well. So you have to construct your perfect Thanksgiving plate for Thursday um, of player performances. I will make Deshaun Watson the turkey. So a great performance from Deshaun Watson. Let's put that aside. Now your sides, you get one offensive, one defensive, and one special teams side that you can put on your plate. What performance do you want to see? Should I give you an example? Does this make sense? No, no, go ahead. Give give us an example. Like I could say, I've got Deshaun Watson. Along with Deshaun Watson, I would like to see um, a three-touchdown game from Will Fuller, six Ah. sacks from J.J. Watt, and um, a return for a, a punt return for a touchdown. Okay. Well, all right. So to me, a punt return for a touchdown is something unexpected for your Thanksgiving dinner. And that would be like somebody whips out some dessert that you weren't expecting. That's really good. Or this is what I said with Johnny and Tim Kelly yesterday. I said, cause we talked about why does Turkey have to be the thing on Thanksgiving? Ugh. Why? Like why, who you never make Turkey any other time. Maybe you have Turkey sandwiches or something or Christmas. You make a Turkey. Like if Thanksgiving had a brisket as the main dish, I think people would be way more pumped up for Thanksgiving. And they already are. Brisket would turn Thanksgiving into the best thing. It already is the best thing ever. It would, it would be even better. I mean, Jamie Roots is always talking about how can we make it better? You know how you make Thanksgiving better? Brisket. <laughs> I, I took it on another tangent. Right, I, I was I like, I agree, I, I agree with your brisket. I feel like that could be a secondary meat in addition to the mm. turkey. I still want the turkey. And, the and I won't be having turkey. Because not having, everybody right. does brisket well. I love turkey, yeah. I mean, I'm not everybody does turkey well either, but I like the turkey. I like the sandwiches. I th- I'm not going to argue with the brisket sandwich as a leftover. But you know what, Mark? To, to your point about that being a, a separate dish that's like a mm. surprise, I would liken that. I, I would liken that to my dad always picking up coleslaw on Thanksgiving because oh. I know we've talked about this. And yes. I always, my dad's, my parents came from India, obviously. And my dad would lo- loves coleslaw, loves American coleslaw. And we'd have to tell him it's not a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a picnic. This is Thanksgiving dinner. But he didn't really care because it was like one of his favorite American dishes. Was But if you were having brisket, coleslaw would fit perfectly. <laughs> That's right. It oh, would, my see? gosh. I like your dad. I would allow, I would allow the coleslaw then. I All right. Allow- so I'm, I'm going to go here. All right. I've, I've got this. All right. To me, the turkey is really the offensive line. All right. Oh, because awesome. the turkey is a, a mainstay. And the turkey's not that exciting. Just like the, like. O, the old line will admit that they're not that exciting, but they're totally necessary. They're the centerpiece. They got to be there. But the thing is, no one's going to go watch an old line do their thing without all the sides, right? Mm-hmm. The sides are the thing at Thanksgiving. The old line is that basic protein meat. And now I got Deshaun Watson, who's definitely the dressing, okay? Because that's the most exciting thing. It's like, if the, it, look, how many times have you been to Thanksgiving? Wait, the stuffing. The dressing is the most exciting thing? 
It, no, there's no question. There's no question. Now it's got to have the other additives because a quarterback like the can't stuffing. do it. The stuffing. Or is he gravy? Or is he the yeah. gravy? Because the gravy goes stuff. on I everything. Put, I don't even put stuffing on my plate. What? Oh, All right. Nasty. Who is your quarterback, Drew? Who? Okay. So what do you think? <laughs> okay, of this? Sorry. What, so, what do you so think stuffing is. Uh huh. What do you think Deshaun Watson is then, Drew? What Thanksgiving dish is Deshaun Watson? Oh, he was he was turkey for me. I mean, I I was going along with DP off the start. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I guess I I, do. I I understand your analogy. That's that is very valid. But like Deshaun's the straw that stirs this big drink, you know. And like he's the turkey is the Thanksgiving meal. You don't see like mashed potatoes on little kids jumpers and stuff you see turkeys <laughs> you see pilgrims you know that's that's what you think of when you no green beans thanksgiving and we can all relate because we've all got little uh, kids because and we've been through this so uh yeah i i'm with dp deshaun is the turkey and i've got my ideas on the other the other sides and stuff whenever y'all want it I, I just thought of something is the run game the green bean casserole or the green here <laughs> because we're all like we don't casserole. need it it's <laughs> Is that what is that what this is coming down that to? That is so mean. The running game is the greens. Like uh, we need it. We have to have it. But you know, you guys don't like green bean casserole. No, Johnny it's loves it. Not my it. favorite green. No, I like to do Brussels like the, sprouts. That's the, the, my uh, new favorite the, thing. You put like the uh, crunchy stuff on top of it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's mm-hmm. delicious. I love a green bean casserole. All right, so I don't like it at all. But Johnny loves it and talked about the crunchy onions on top or whatever yeah, and how it was it was a must. And Tim Kelly liked that as well. Tim <laughs> Kelly, I asked both Romeo Cordell and Tim Kelly to put a Thanksgiving food on waivers. And Romeo waved peas, and I'm like, "All right, that's a good, that's a good cut. You don't need oh peas. immediately, yes. I don't need peas on any with any meal. Pea, when was the last time anybody had peas with a meal anyway? I mean, to me, peas like my mother served peas, and then I never had them again. Right. Uh, but Kelly cut the stuffing. I couldn't believe it. He waved stuffing. I'm with Kelly, man. Ben and Drew need to have Thanksgiving dinners together. <laughs> I don't know who else is cutting. I like stovetop stuffing, but like that's the only stuffing I like. All the other stuff is just. Oh my gosh. Well, oh like my gosh. DP, DP's face right now it's is horrifying. so priceless. Stovetop like yes. stuffing. <laughs> like, I, I like a stovetop stuffing too, but I mean, I think a good cornbread, stale cornbread, you make it into a stuffing. Mm-hmm. Like I will eat oh. that 365 days a year. I just don't think you've been eating the right stuffing, Drew. Okay. So yes. uh, I didn't, I didn't have this growing up at all. Cause like we're, we're European descent and everything. So Thanksgiving to us was like, uh, how do we do this? And my mom just made it up. But uh, the in-laws are big on the sweet potato pie, right? Which is basically like dessert. It's, it's kind of, this kind of sneaks in onto the, Mm -hmm. onto the plate Mm -hmm. as dessert during dinner. It's sweet. It's sweet potatoes, but it's, it's like, it's just sweet and delicious and it's got crunchy nuts or whatever on top. I don't even know how they make it, but it's delicious. It's like my favorite thing. And to me, that's the wide receivers, okay? Because oh. if Deshaun's going to be the dressing or the turkey or whatever you guys said, I think the sweet potato pie are these receivers making these sensational, tasty plays here and there, you know? And, and no matter what they're doing, they are making it sweet. They're scoring. They're making it entertaining. And to me, that's my sweet potato pie for my Thanksgiving plate. You have just redeemed yourself. <laughs> because i love a sweet potato i've never had it in a pie but i have it like a casserole where that's what it is they call it pie but it's not pie oh, it's, it's like not... a casserole oh, okay. yes yes where it's like the sweet potato and then you can put either pecans mm-hmm. or walnuts with some brown sugar some people put like mini marshmallows in there like yes you we have we have all those ingredients for a great sweet potato casserole with the texans we've got We've got the marshmallows in slot receivers. We've got going deep with the the brown sugar. Is Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks are they the brown sugar? Or are they the actual bait? Sweet potato? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what yeah, direction we're, we're going here. We're getting kind of technical with yeah. this, and, and now I'm super duper hungry. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. How about this? Uh, I always skip the sweet potatoes for the record, but let's go. Let's get some mashed potatoes and gravy in here. Mm-hmm. How about uh, a Bradley Roby pick six? Ooh, some mashed potatoes and gravy. I mean. I know there are people out there that think mashed potatoes are overrated. I like them. I could do some scallop potatoes. I like that too. That's sort of untraditional, but it's a potato in some form or fashion. You kind of need a potato. And he got close last week. He got his hands on the oh, ball he and he's kind of due for a pick six. I think we haven't seen one since when uh, Tampa Bay last year. Is that the last one? I think that's it. Yeah, of course that's it. We haven't seen yeah. one this year. So that's gotta be it. Why not uh, get one from him this year? 
That would be great. And I thought the same thing when he had his hands on that ball against the Patriots. I thought you did it last year against New England, not pick six, but a pick on Brady. And I thought he was going to do it again. Yeah. He's kind of do, he jumps a lot of balls. I think that uh, some of these quarterbacks or these defensive back, the receivers rather uh, are aware of that. The quarterbacks as well. Uh, But you know, Roby's a good player. I mean, he's top corner on this team and an absolute necessity. I got one for you. Kami Fairbairn is cranberry sauce. The kicking game, all right? <laughs> I no, love cranberry sauce, Some people way. love them, and love some it. people, you know, Johnny loves Fairbairn, but Johnny, to Johnny, the kicking game, some football purists are like kickers. You know, <laughs> they don't want to rely on the kicker and all that <laughs> other stuff. So some cranberry sauce is polarizing. Not that Fairbairn's polarizing, but it's the kicking game. It's like, it's going to be great if you need it. Uh, if you don't need it, you're not going to miss it, right? I'm not going to miss the kicking game if we're scoring touchdowns all day. I know they'll be involved in the extra points, but you got my drift here. When I talk about the kicking game, I mean the uh, field goal part of it because I know the kicking game implies all of special teams, kickoffs, punts, blah, blah, blah. I feel like this could be a whole story could. or an article or a podcast that we could do a much longer version of maybe next year. Next year, what we should do an entire podcast on this. We will. I feel like we, we could go so many different directions. Let's take a break. When we come back, we've got some news around the NFL also Thanksgiving Day games that could be affected or have been affected. At least their practice weeks have been affected. It's all coming up. One final segment of Texans All Access. Don't go anywhere. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. Two is better than one. How many times have you heard that one? More than once, I bet, because it just adds up. For example, there are two, not one, great reasons to fill up with Chevron with Tecron. Number one, unbeatable cleaning power. And number two, or maybe this should be number one, unbeatable mileage. Plus, Chevron puts Tecron in every grade, every gallon of their gasoline. So that's two, no wait, three unbeatable reasons to go with the one and only Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. The Hyundai Thanksgiving sales event is going on now, so that means it's time to feast on the savings. What's more, you'll get the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and complimentary maintenance. Hurry in to the Hyundai Thanksgiving sales event before these great deals get gobbled up. Get 0% APR for up to 72 months on the 2021 Sonata or get up to $2,250 cash back. See your local Hyundai dealer, the official car of the Houston Texans, for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end one Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. The Houston Texans are proud to partner with Kroger and the Houston Food Bank to tackle hunger in Houston. Huddle Against Hunger, presented by Kroger, is a free, downloadable curriculum that includes activities designed to teach empathy and understanding around hunger in elementary, middle, and high school students, parents, and teachers. Join the huddle now by visiting HoustonTexans.com slash Huddle Against Hunger. The Texans' rushing defense is coming off their best performance of the year. Can they keep that momentum going? If we can continue doing that, that will improve our chances to win. On Thanksgiving, while you stuff your face. That dressing, that mashed potatoes, those yams, those rolls. Let's hope the Texans stuff the run. And he's brought down by Watt, the stop in the backfield. Texans at Lions, Thursday at 1130. (laughs) Insider Access, exclusive content, Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. This is Texans Radio. October's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache will be presented to EMS Jaime Larea. Larea has been an EMS for approximately six years throughout the Houston area. Recently, Larea enlisted in the Texas Army National Guard as a 68W Army medic. He's now working full-time as an Army medic and is deploying overseas this month. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our October Star of Courage Award winner. Texans fans, if your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, touchdown! 
you'll score a free jumbo jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement. But we're determined. So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa! Floor and Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors. And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices. Now, thanks to Floor and Decor, we're unstoppable. Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor and Decor in person or online at floorandecor.com. At CDW, we get that an unsecured laptop can put your company's data at risk, making you a little paranoid. I'm not paranoid. You're paranoid. CDW can implement a secure mobility solution using the HP EliteBook with Intel 8th generation processors and SureView privacy to protect your screen from prying eyes. Did you follow me here? IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash HP security. What was that? Houston Texans Lux members report up to 12 times ROI on their Lux investment. That's why 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have joined Texans Lux. Lux is not just networking and access to the team. It's an asset that will work for you. In a competitive business environment, Lux members earn a return by utilizing the wide variety of Lux benefits. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. What makes for perfection? Spending time out on the field. For the Texans, it's the gridiron. For Red Diamond, it's searching the world's tea fields for the finest leaves. That's what makes Red Diamond so perfect. And the preferred iced tea of the Houston Texans. It's like Netflix, but free. Go to HoustonTexans.com and click listen for every episode of our Texans radio shows. All right, calling all Houston area teachers. Want to bring a little Texans football into your classrooms? Then sign up for Toro's Math Drills presented by ConocoPhillips. Toro's Math Drills is a video series designed to help third and fourth graders know how to tackle math in the classroom. Go to HoustonTexans.com slash Toro's Math Drills to learn more. Welcome back. It's one final segment of Texans All Access. My kids are not learning math this week. They are literally just running around all day long because they have the entire week off. And I really don't care because you know what? In the times of COVID, I don't have to keep up with anyone's homework. But we are keeping up with some games that are taking place in the next few days. And so it's a time now that we go around the NFL. What, what say you guys? Let's do it. I like Let's it. do it. Just like I said, the uh, the Michigan Sports Network guy told me that, uh, you know, he's wondering, he's thinking that people are watching their television saying, what are the lines doing on my television? And then you have the Cowboys and the Washington football team <laughs> playing in the <laughs> afternoon game. And you're thinking, Oh, boy. But I just think there's something special. It doesn't matter what game is on. It's Thanksgiving. You have a captive audience. And then the night game, we'll see uh, the Ravens having all sorts of issues with the Rona. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, one. that's that's actually the lead story yeah. around the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens, they had more positive COVID tests this morning. And if I was there, I would be freaking out a little bit because they now have 10 total positives. It includes players, coaches, and staff members. The Ravens conducted their team activities virtually today. They will play at Pittsburgh on Thursday. They've already placed running backs J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram on the reserve COVID list. And the Ravens, of course, they lost 30-24 to in overtime. The Titans on Sunday, they've lost three of their last four games. They are now 6-4. and It's been such a weird season. And, of course, they got beat by the, the, the New England Patriots just before the Patriots came to Houston on Sunday. Yeah, look, the Ravens, uh, when I look at the record of the Ravens at 6-4, and four, and then I look at Cleveland. I'm thinking, what is going on here? You know, these are the Ravens. When they were in here week two, I thought, boy, Lamar Jackson has really improved. He's got this thing figured out now. But it's not all him. They've got other issues. Wink Martindale is not having the kind of defensive coordinator performance for his side of the football uh, that he was anticipating for this year. And I just think, look, Tennessee's tough to stop. We've seen it. But when I saw what happened to them in overtime, it reminded me of what happened to the Texans in overtime and Derrick Henry walk off TDs in overtime twice in one year. That's ridiculous. Uh, the Titans have not played great. I know we're not talking about them right now at all times, but man, they've got the ability to go on another run if they get to the postseason relatively healthy again. Yeah, I know we're supposed to talk about the Ravens here, but it just 
it takes me back to the Titans and it makes me mad because <laughs> they are there for the taking. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. yeah, they've won. Mm-hmm. Congrats to them. They're in the lead in the division, but I, I think this, these Titans can, de- I think the Texans can whoop them when they're here because they've never played well against Deshaun Watson in this building. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, it just sets me off when I see the Titans, you know, burying these teams late after being down so early. It's just like, you, well, just think, I, you think the other shoe is going to drop for them eventually. It's got to. It's so it's hard to play from behind, especially when you've got such a good running game and you can't really, you know, run the ball when you're down a lot of points. But they always manage to do so. And they do. And, and Derek Henry will peel off like a 92-yard run. And look, yeah. no time off the clock. And they got to run the ball. It always seems to work out exactly in their favor. And I just really thought earlier in the season when they had all those positive COVID tests and they weren't practicing – that it was a doomsday for them, but they seem to only get stronger after that. But it, something's got to catch up with them defensively. I mean, look, Clowney's on IR now. They, Big Beasley's not in the picture. I mean, those were two pretty serious acquisitions for them. And like, that's got to, at some point, it's got to catch up. It just, knock on wood, right? Tannehill's still playing well. Uh, A.J. Brown's a really good receiver. I mean, he's not an elite guy, but he's such a dangerous playmaker, and you just need one or two a game from him. And yeah. it just seems like he's a punishing runner. And, you know, his physically kind of reminds me of Andre Johnson, just body type, not as the receiving style, if you will. He's never going to be as good as Andre Johnson, but he can be very effective. I kind of like that kind of player. Jonu Smith, they've got a lot of weapons, and I got to give a lot of credit to Tannehill. Uh, and you're right, DP, like they can put, Henry on the sideline for a series if they need to catch up like they did against the Texans that last series of regulation and then boom he's back in the game in overtime because now you have the full period to work with and he was a monster obviously uh, they're going to be dangerous uh, the Colts might be more dangerous we'll see uh, the Titans have all sorts of psychological problems with Indy and the Titans are here at the regular season finale no matter what the Texans situation is I'm curious just like Drew said they don't play well against Watson here uh, if the Texans are completely out of it, which, you know, look, that's the probability, but you're hoping to go on a run and miracles happen. Uh, but I just want to, at the very least, make the Titans miserable and maybe have them lose the division. But I don't want to help the Colts either, so I don't even know what I want. <laughs> you still have to play the Colts twice. You, yes. You have to play the Titans once. And the Colts, I mean, they they won in overtime against the Green Bay Packers. Both these teams are sort of hitting their stride. I mean, they're both going to be battling it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the AFC South it just really yeah I'm with Drew like if the Texans had won that game against the Titans who knows how things could have been different moving forward the other game that is on Thursday you mentioned it uh, Mark Cowboys at the Washington football team and you know what on a side note I don't really care who's playing on Thanksgiving because sometimes you're in a Thanksgiving day conversation and you just want to get out of it and I have been known (laughs) to say oh I just heard something happen in this game and it'll be like 30 to nothing and I'll act like I'm just so engrossed in this game but you know it just makes makes it a little bit easier to you know get out of a conversation Actually, I love it close game but I I don't care I'll sit in front of a tv if I'm trying to get out of a conversation I think you made a great point about Washington playing or, or a team you don't like necessarily you're right I mean it gives you a little distraction you don't have to lock in with people in these conversations <laughs> if the game's good fine if it's not that good at least you're watching something football related and it's not like like a Super Bowl party I don't like at all because I want to watch every second of the Super Bowl, including the commercials. Thanksgiving, I can, you know, I can miss a ton of it. I don't care, you know, except our game because I will be locked in, believe me. Yes, we'll be locked in. All right, so the Cowboys, they canceled their practice today due to a non-COVID-19 related mm-hmm. medical emergency. It involved their strength coach, Marcus Paul. He was immediately transported via ambulance. So they had no Mike McCarthy conference. They had no practice. The Cowboys are three and seven. They're getting ready to host a three and seven Washington team. And so they're actually in the hunt for the NFC East. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a very bizarre division, but I think the, the weirdest part of the story was that people were reporting the strength and conditioning coach had passed away earlier. They in the were. Day. Yes. And his family members were <laughs> tweeting like, this is erroneous. This is not true. So just a little social media lesson, like sometimes even verified accounts get things wrong. So um, You're I would kidding. definitely go with the family members on this one, but then multiple, you know, players, Eli Manning, like all these players came out and offered their condolences and the guy's still in the hospital. I mean, they were still working, working through things with him. So mm. anyway, our thoughts and prayers to them. I just thought I'd bring it up because these are the other two games that are being played on Thursday and it's a short week for everyone. And all these other teams are dealing with all this adversity and 
addition to COVID on top of everything else. Uh, I think the COVID situation is such a taxing thing. Obviously, if you're suffering from it, I'm just talking about in a football context here with the NFL. It's so taxing every day, the testing, the worrying, the uncertainty, uh, having to get through it, having, you know, what the Ravens are going through right now. Uh, I just, it's so difficult to get through it and play this sport at its highest level. The league is pulling it off. I'm blown away. I mean, I was blown away last night watching the Bucks and the Rams thinking there you are and very few fans in the stands and it's still an exciting game and the league is pulling it off. I'm just fascinated and impressed and I hope it continues. And, you know, here we have basketball starting up again with the colleges and the NBA. And I just want it all to work somehow. All right. Well, I'm always impressed with you guys. Thursday, obviously the game. Mark will be calling the game along with the underwear. John Harris on the sideline. Drew and I are going to bring you Texans Unlimited presented by Verizon for the pregame show. Our Thanksgiving will start off with a bang. I cannot wait. With that being said, Texans TV back on the weekends. Texans 360 on Saturday night with Cecil Shorts at 1030 with Drew. And then I'll have Texans 360 right after that. So guys, thanks so much. Stay safe out there. And as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Teachers and parents, are you looking for an educational resource to keep your students engaged? The Houston Texans Toro and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value. All while having fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the Kids School Program page and run your students through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! I'm a Verizon engineer, and today we're turning on 5G across the country, including right here in Houston, with the coverage of 5G nationwide and in more and more cities, the unprecedented performance of ultra wideband. It will change your phone and how businesses do everything. I'm proud because we didn't build it the easy way. We built it right. This is the 5G America's been waiting for. Only from Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities. Ugh, I have to do laundry when I get home. I have to lug all my clothes over to the washing machine. Then I get to put them in the dryer and accidentally shrink my cashmere sweater again. (laughs) Motorcycles make everything exciting. And when GEICO makes it easy to switch and save on motorcycle insurance, it's even more exciting. I'm gonna fold all my socks into little balls! Yeah! GEICO Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Introducing Texans Fit, a world-class Houston Texans fitness experience where members train like the pros. Take your workouts and recovery to the next level with cutting-edge equipment, exceptional coaches, and deluxe amenities. Texans Fit facilities are now open in Rosenberg and Katy. Visit TexansFit.com today to learn more about membership benefits, health and safety protocols, and limited-time pricing. Texans Fit, where you can train like the pros. This is a Crown Royal water break. Reminding you to stay hydrated and stay royal. No one wants to be that guy on game day. So take a water break and moderate your drinking to be the best fan you can be. Because the key to victory is making it to the finish line. That was a Crown Royal water break. Stay hydrated and stay royal. Please drink responsibly. Crown Royal blended Canadian whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. The Crown Royal Company, New York, New York. Texans fans, count on Fox Sports Southwest for wall-to-wall Texans coverage. Make sure you're watching Texans Game Day on Fox Sports Southwest for wall-to-wall Texans pregame coverage. And you can always catch up with up-to-the-minute Houston Texans reports and showtimes on FoxSportsSouthwest.com. There's no other fan like a Texans fan, and there's no other network delivering Texans football like the team at Fox Sports Southwest. More Texans radio in spectacular fashion is on the way. Is Whataburger's honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich a work of art? The three chicken strips covered in melted Monterey Jack are a study in contrast and surprise. And the honey barbecue sauce, while at first unexpected, becomes a sweet delight to the senses. Plus, there's the two thick slices of Texas toast that are the canvas for this tasteful creation. And you can eat it. Good thing there's a masterpiece you can really bite into. Good thing there's the Honey Barbecue Chicken Strip Sandwich at Whataburger. At Mustang Cat, we understand that the work never ends. 
As the Caterpillar dealer for Southeast Texas, we deliver the equipment, service, parts, and rentals you need to keep doing the work. For a limited time, Mustang Cat is offering 0% financing with no money down on all compact equipment. Learn more at MustangCat.com or call us at 888-MYCAT20. Mustang Cat, building Texas, powering the world. Hey, Texans fans, head on over to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest and most spacious gaming floor in southwest Louisiana. With wide open spaces to play all of your favorite slots and table games, live bingo, off-track betting, and poker. Plus, beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and Casati Pines, the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Cachada is the largest casino resort in Louisiana and Louisiana's best bet. Located in Kinder, Louisiana, just east of Lake Charles. Take I-10, exit 44 to Kinder. For more information, visit ccrla.com.